0: Hello, it's me, and this is Across the Pond. Welcome. Hello everyone, welcome to Across the Pond, the podcast where we talk to random strangers on the internet about anything and everything. That's the intro, there's not much. It's becoming harder and harder to do intros, I'll, t- I'll tell you that right now. It's just like, I don't know what to be... Whatever. Anyway, uh, I talked today with Hatch. I speak with Hatch today. Uh, We have have a fun talk, man. I get to learn a lot about Hatch's fascination with clowns, which is really cool. I get to learn a lot about Hatch's um, transition, um, which is highlighted towards the end of the episode. And I just want to say this. If I say anything that's disrespectful, I don't mean it that way. I'm just very uneducated. Uh, Well, we also talk about Hatch's beautiful idea for a trip that I'd never have thought about. And it sounds really cool. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of Across Pond. It was really, really fun. I freaking loved it, dude. there how are you
1: i'm doing pretty good
0: good how was your day
1: well it existed it was pretty fine actually i babysat and actually got sleep for once
0: nice it sounds like a fun time yeah did you do you have like siblings or something like that did you babysit their kids or just like are you kind of like a nanny or something like
1: that um i babysit my little sister for my mom so okay cool i can't have. I can't have an official job of my own, so I help mom have her official job because she does enjoy working, which is good for her. Uh, can, can you explain to me why you can't have an official job?
0: If you don't mind me asking.
1: Um, I ha- I am mentally disabled and I'm, I'm well enough that I can make people seem like, you know, I'm fine. I'm just weird and stuff. But that... I cannot do, I cannot hold a job and I cannot drive.
0: (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. So, so you're telling me because of your disability that you're not able to hold a job, even though like just speaking to you, you seem fine.
1: Yeah, that's exact. That's exactly my thing. I get stressed very easily in situations where like if i have a lot of things placed on me at once like at a job you you usually would oh
0: okay that makes sense
1: i will break down
0: <laughs> uh okay i get that hey yeah i i'm kind of the same way in terms of in terms of stress you know like it it kind of comes to a point where it's yeah. like it, it's a little too much and you just don't know what to do so then you kind of melt down
1: and i would not be good w- um with any disrespectful customers or coworkers or bosses. Yeah.
0: I mean to be to be fair a lot of people have problems when it comes to that just because some like if I'm being honest some people are so rude. It's insane. Like
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I've I've heard the stories. I just I'm not good with anger. I do not get angry often whatsoever, but when I'm angry, I'm not good with it whatsoever. Mm. So it, we just avo- so we just avoid the unhealthy feelings. We just avoid that.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I I totally understand that. I think that's a good mindset to have too. You know, just to try and you know stay with the positive and not necessarily any of the negative. I feel like that's good. Yeah. So when you say you can't have a job, does that mean like a legal job in terms of like, for example, you go to let's just say Target or some sort of uh you know business. You know, you can't get a job there, but are you able to maybe do something like unofficially? Like for example, if you were to open up your own, say Etsy well, store. Well, I, I
1: am. I'm doing babysitting I'm doing the babysitting for my mom for like three and a half dollars an hour.
0: Ah, uh, I see. Gotcha. It sounds I
1: do like... get paid for this.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. I feel like if you if you perform something like that, you should get paid. Yeah. Yeah,
1: well, that's good. I know three and a half dollars doesn't seem like much, but you know, it's it mom's adds a waitress, up. so I'm fine. And yeah. it is my own sister.
0: Yeah, it adds up. It adds up. You know, do you have any plans with that? Most,
1: most of my ba- um, sorry,
0: you, sorry. Um, we there. There's just a slight little, slight little bit of lag. Um, I, I was gonna see if like if you have any plans. You know, with your, with your makings.
1: Um, most of it right now is just going towards fixing my house after the two hurricanes because I live in Louisiana.
0: Oh, shoot. That's right. Was it? have, (laughs) Have the hurricanes been like so. So when I say bad, it's because I've never been through one and I don't know what it's like. But did you guys like suffer from a lot of loss and stuff with that?
1: We went without electricity for three weeks. Oh, wait, what? 3 weeks and that's just the electricity we didn't have signal for maybe 2 months oh my gosh
0: how is it like living without electricity
1: t- hot as uh-huh. fuck yeah i live in louisiana you see
0: mm-hmm. that's insane sorry if there's a little and bit of a when pause I say
1: hot... When- when I say hot, I mean hot and humid, which is worse than just hot.
0: Oh my goodness! How what's the, what's the weather like down there? Given all the hurricanes and stuff recently, is, is it been like still pretty hot or is it actually starting to cool down? Because I've never been to Louisiana in the winter time.
1: It, it started to cool down. Actually, it gets a bit chilly at night now.
0: Mm. What's like the average day temperature? do you know
1: um high 60s like 70 mm. that's not
0: too bad i guess it's been pretty cold yeah. up here in seattle so i can only imagine how nice it might be or at least how nice it would feel down there being close to 70
1: <laughs> oh yeah 70s optimal temperature
0: so what are some of the like, hobbies and stuff that you like to do? Um, you say that you like doing DIY fashion, or do-it-yourself fashion pieces, for example?
1: Yeah, I've um, mostly just started getting into that. I like making um, candy, which is a specific type of um, beaded usually bracelet. Um, it's these plastic beads that you string together, usually like in a kind of weave thing to make cuffs with. Okay. Um, I've tried making pins with uh, mod podge and safety pins okay um I found that tea, the metal from tea light candles work pretty well for that purpose tea light candles yeah you know little tiny things
0: yeah you know I'm just like I, I guess I never really thought about more than their their tea light candles you know you turn them on then you turn them off- <laughs>
1: They're, they're very bendable. It's very bendable metal hmm. And I've been using soda can tabs to make a chain with.
0: Oh, kind of like um, like you see like uh, people make like chain mill and stuff out of that.
1: Uh, that is cool, but yeah, uh, I made, uh, I made uh, like a pants chain with it. That's I cool. could probably I could probably knock someone out with it if I made it thick enough.
0: That's really cool. How So, how do you do that? Can you explain <laughs> to me how you do that? Do you just like pinch the top and like somehow suture it together or something like that?
1: You cut a you cut a slit in the top and like and like push them into each other.
0: Oh, do you have to like glue them or anything? Yeah. Since you're cutting it,
1: no, you don't have to glue them. You mm-hmm. just cut like a line.
0: Oh, okay i see and then you kind of yeah okay uh, i sorry i had to take a second and you to... and you,
1: and you do it and you do it like in a three by three thing so it's sturdier
0: okay yeah i th- i think that makes sense i'm trying to visualize it
1: yeah if you don't it gets caught on things and it will snap apart
0: mm, okay okay so tell me how oh, other sorry go ahead please yeah
1: Oh, I was just going to, you asked about hobbies and I was going to go, um, I'm part of two role play groups. One's super informal though. Oh, I, I hardly know if it counts, but that's still fun. Um, I have a small collection of, uh, clown figures, which I have scared many people with apparently, cause they're all cowards, I guess. Mm-hmm. I didn't know people actually hated clowns this much.
0: Oh, I could tell you stories about clowns. Oh, I hate them.
1: Oh, I love them. You know what else I've scared people with is the knowledge that uh, right next to me on my bed where I'm sitting is a mannequin torso.
0: Why would you have a mannequin torso next to your bed?
1: (laughs) She's not next to my bed. She's on my bed. She sleeps here.
0: What's the story behind that?
1: Oh, I found her outside of a store after the hurricane because you know they were getting rid of everything inside.
0: Yeah. And you just so I got
1: her and I cleaned her up.
0: So you just decided to take this mannequin and let it sleep next to you?
1: She was free. She needed a home.
0: <laughs> That's funny. I like that. I like that. I can see though why people would consider you to be a tad strange, because not every day do you hear someone <laughs> taking a mannequin and <laughs> bringing it home. That's funny. I like it.
1: I I just like I just like things like that. I, I I'm currently staying with my grandma till repairs get done and stuff at mm-hmm. my house because there was a huge hole in it yeah. from the hurricane. Um, at my house, I have. A few a few animal bones that I found. I have a jaw of something I found in Spain.
0: Hmm. And you were able to bring I've that found... back into the States.
1: They didn't check.
0: Ooh. You're ballsy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's just
0: a bone. <laughs> yeah, that I, I guess you're right there.
1: It's not know. the biggest thing in the world. It's it's obviously an animal bone.
0: Yeah, imagine if it was like a which helps. <laughs> it's like the jaw of some some dude from like the eighteen hundreds.
1: I doubt it would have been that easily accessible. I you're highly probably, doubt it would have been. You're probably right. That would have been terrifying.
0: You're probably right. So so what, I would have kept it though. <laughs> what's your fascination with clowns? Like where where did that come from?
1: it it actually started i forget who got me into it because most of my interest it's someone close to me that gets me into it um you know skyrim yeah have you ever played the dark brotherhood quest line there
0: it is a great quest line you know cicero yep
1: i got very attached to cicero
0: Uh, okay that kind of makes sense now
1: and then later later that same year online there's there started this trend of people pretending um they pretended that clowns were like domesticated animals because of this one post that was talking about how like people talk about pet care of this isn't a proper size container for like a hamster or something and Someone made a joke, this isn't the proper size, this isn't the proper sized habitat for a clown. It needs at least a circus tent. <laughs> and people just took that and ran with it. And I am proud to say I was one of the most popular bloggers for that.
0: Oh, well, congratulations.
1: I'm very proud of that. It's a weird thing to be proud of, but I'm very proud of that. And yeah, Cicero Skyrim got me into clowns.
0: Hey, I mean, if it's something that you like, it's something that you like. Don't let anyone tell you different. Just because they might not like it doesn't mean that you can't.
1: Oh, I will very much terrify everyone with all my clowns. Unless I like them, of course.
0: The one story that I have with clowns that just made me completely terrified of them is I uh, have a uh, grandmother who used to live in New Hampshire. And um, whenever we would go visit her, she had this one room and it was called the doll room and so Ooh. oh my gosh i hated this room because it was at the end of the hallway and the worst part about this room besides all the dolls and like and, and i say clowns because was she liked clowns and dolls so she had we called it the doll room right but it had clowns and stuff in that room and they were all facing the bed and in between the two giant like i don't know what they were not china cabinets but big old giant display cabinets of um of uh, dolls was this door that led to the attic and it was just there and it was the scariest room I have ever been in in my entire life because not only do you have all these dolls and clowns and all this crap looking at you you have this door to the attic that is just there at the foot of the bed and it could open up whenever you least expect it and it was terrifying that's why I hate clowns and dolls the worst thing ever
1: I would pay money to live in that room
0: Oh my goodness!
1: I'd pay money to live in that room.
0: I mean, more power to you, but I here like uh, it was awful. <laughs> I, I still have nightmares from that thing. It's so creepy, and and here's the worst part. The worst part is, well, I mean, there's a lot of really bad parts to that. But she had this one big old giant, um, not a Raggedy Ann doll, but it was from the same era, so it was kind of like old and beaten and worn and stuff, just kind of sitting on this table, just by itself. Facing the, it was the scariest thing. Oh my gosh, I hate it so much. Never. God
1: again. forbid if it was a raggedy Ann doll. We don't need another Annabelle.
0: Oh no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good.
1: The thing about clowns and dolls is that you know they can't be scary, but that's just the thing. Is I love scary things. I am. I. I love horror. I enunciate that because the way I pronounce it, you cannot hear the first R and it sounds very funny when I say it.
0: <laughs> so are you big into like, um, um paranormal stuff? Or are you big into just like the whole scare factor?
1: I'm in, I'm into, I'm into a lot of horror. It's really hard for me to find movies though. Cause I'm so picky because mm. the genre is full of crap.
0: Oh yeah. It's, it's just effect.
1: oversaturated with the worst.
0: Yeah. So, so like, and, and I'll kind of ask it again are, are you like horror in terms of like jump scare or, or horror in terms of like, for example, saw or just some like super gory, you know, kind of thing? Or like all of it?
1: I, I, I like the majority of it. I don't okay. like it only gore and I don't like it only jump scares. Mm. I need. I need variety and I need things done right.
0: Mm-hmm. So like a good story I, and stuff?
1: Yeah, I'm more into I'm more into scary video games and short stories and stuff. Okay. Like the SCP Foundation I adore. Of course that's not super horror. It's more just I wanna say maybe almost science fiction. I think, so. I think it could count as science fiction, but it has a lot of scary ones, too.
0: Oh, is that the... I'm looking at it right now. Isn't that also a game?
1: They have games for it. Okay. Um, it it's under a Creative Commons license that allows anyone to do anything with it.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha. What, what would you say would be... And I'm going to ask you a couple questions here. So if this overwhelms you, I'm really sorry. But what would be your favorite horror movie and your favorite horror game? And then let's say your favorite, like, short horror story.
1: Oh, my favorite horror movie. It's a tie between the first Saw movie and the third Purge movie.
0: The third Purge movie. Why not the first or the second? Yeah, the third...
1: The first one, the first one was just set, setting up the premise of what, you know, the purge is. Mm-hmm. The second, the second one is pretty good, but you cannot top, um, the, the third one really goes into how much, um, a supposed, I'm just going to throw in supposed here, um, a supposed, controlling government would be willing to silence people who try to stop them
2: Mm
1: -hmm. and of course also at the end whenever it has the news on and everyone's talking about the election whenever it rolls to credits and david bowie's i'm afraid of americans starts playing Mm -hmm. you can't top that
0: yeah Uh, uh... video game I'm sorry, favorite favorite
1: horror video game is Outlast for sure. Outlast is absolutely amazing. Red Barrels is an amazing production company.
0: Would you say the first Outlast or the second Outlast? Because I heard unanimously that the, the first, first one was better.
1: The first one is way better. They the second one is all right. They didn't have to put the stuff they put in there. They didn't.
0: Do you mean stuff in terms of like the the uh, cult stuff and like the super like demonic stuff? Is that what you mean?
1: No, no, cult, cult and demonic stuff is fine. It's just the uh, it's just the uh, and you might want to bleep this out. It's the uh, pedophilia and rape and trying to murder like a pregnant woman.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. I, I personally never like, I didn't played have through to it.
1: not put so. that in there.
0: Yeah, there's. there's... I wouldn't
1: recommend. I wouldn't recommend it.
0: Yeah, there's some messed up stuff that happened in that game. I, I'm personally not a big fan of horror when it comes to just like demonic stuff. I I personally mm-hmm. don't like that just because it's I I, I just feel like it, it you kind of overstep some boundaries that I feel like you just shouldn't. My my opinion. Um, but like I can understand the whole like pedophilia stuff like that. That that's just so gross to me. Like I I feel that we just we shouldn't try to bring it up because then people might become a little too desensitized to it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's just, it's, ju- it's just upsetting. Yeah. Um, but outlast was amazing. Outlast whistleblower, which was the DLC game for the first one was also amazing. Mm-hmm. And the comic books they made for the series. I'm so happy. I get to own a physical copy of that.
0: Hmm. I didn't know that they made comic books for it.
1: Uh, yeah, it's a f- there's like um, five chapters for it. It's free PDF on the website, by the way.
0: I'm going to have to look that up right now. Outlast Comic Book.
1: Yeah, it, um, it has new characters. It has the backstories for Chris Walker and Richard Traeger. Hmm. And it has some stuff to bridge the gap between Outlast and Outlast 2.
0: I think this is it. I'll, I'm going to keep that tab open. We'll come back to it. I didn't know that they made a comic. That's really cool. I thought they that, that they just stuck with the games and then the DLC.
1: Oh, no. They made a comic. Uh, their first attempt at merch, actually, was the funniest thing in the world. What was it? Because they made a they made as a joke but they actually made it they made an outlast brand adult diaper what? for, you know when you're for you know when it scares the shit out of you <laughs> that's funny yeah so guess who owns that it's I bet me you,
0: yeah i was going to say i bet you do <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i like that do you have that on display in your room as well
1: it is it is at my house um, oh, okay. It's not on display because I don't know if I could. I don't know how to display s- such a quality item. <laughs> <laughs> a quality diaper. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. I like that. It,
1: it, it's a statement piece. Yes. It's a statement piece. 100%. It, uh, it'd, go, it'd go on my wall probably right next to the uh, Markiplier Tasteful Nudes calendar. Whoa. I believe those go next to each other.
0: <laughs> All right, Markiplier, tasteful nudes calendar. I've never heard of this. I gotta look this up.
1: It was it was a charity.
0: Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's funny.
1: You sounded like you didn't believe me for a second. I, I
0: if I'm being honest, I had I did not believe you. I was like, there's no way he did that. But I'm looking did at I some lie? of the mess. would i I, lie i don't think so but i had to be sure (laughs) i mean to be honest i also want to see you know a little bit of that markiplier action but let's be honest
1: who doesn't it's Uh, markiplier what a man he's hot
0: what a man that's so funny and then what (laughs) is your um what would be your favorite uh horror story i i probably won't know it but i'm curious
1: horror story That one's hard. I've read so many over the years. I think... It's not... It's really well written. I wouldn't say it's my favorite one, but it's the one that got me into creepypastas when I was young, and that would be the Ben Drown story.
0: The Ben Drown story? Oh, I type in Ben and the first thing that comes up is Ben Drowned creepy <laughs> Wow. Yeah,
1: it's um it's it's just it means a lot to me. It got me very much into it. Um god, I wish I could re- Uncle Jerry's Family Fun Zone is another really good one I love. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at Ben Drowned right now and apparently it was originally published as a Haunted Majora's Mask cartridge. Cartridge, excuse me. It is a three-part multimedia alternative game reality web serial created by Alexander D. Hall.
1: Oh, I love ARGs.
0: Uh, I got to look into this too because I've never... Some of the stuff that you're telling me, like I said, I've never heard of. Never heard of Ben Drown. Never heard of Markiplier's Tasteful Nudes calendar, which I want now. (laughs) That's kind of cool.
1: They're all autographed.
0: Ooh. Lucky you. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to ask you a couple questions, um, kind of going in a little bit deeper um, into just, you know, who you are. So I, I just want to say if you're not OK with answering something, just say pass or just say, you know, say I'm not comfortable. All um, right. Kind of kind of starting a little easy. I, I'm curious if you were able to do something, you know, let's just say you're able to go to school and you're able to get a job. What would you want to go into? Do you have any like aspirations?
1: I have a dream job. Um, I have it. you, have you ever seen, have you, do you know Gravity Falls? I do. Uh, you, you know the Mystery Shack that Grunkle Stan runs?
0: Um, I'm not very- I f- want that. Okay. I was going to say, I'm not very familiar with the show in and of itself. I just know that it exists.
1: Uh, well, he, you, you know, like you pay a dollar, you look at all the weird taxidermy and like cryptid themed items, like, you know, oh, here's something that Bigfoot left behind. Hmm. Or, you know, proof of, um, you know, something like at the Abita Springs Mystery House near New Orleans, there's a, there's a alligator taxidermy to be kind of like a dog. There's the fake mermaid taxidermy, hmm. all sorts of weird and strange items that people would be interested in seeing.
0: So then would you want to be the person to just kind of run the store or would you want to be the person that's like going out and collecting these items or would you want to be like you know, a taxidermist for this line of work. If, if that was to, to go your way.
1: I want to, I want to be running the place. I want to find all the things. Maybe Mm. I could try my hand at at a taxidermy piece or two. You know, I'm not opposed to that.
0: Yeah, that would be really cool. I I feel like you could start your own pretty easily. If I'm being honest, I feel like you have the gumption and the drive to do it.
1: it. It's just the only, that's the only job thing that I've, ever felt passionate about
0: hmm. and is that just because you're, you're passionate about and i mean this respectfully about the weird stuff
1: absolutely
0: mm. that's really cool i i feel like you should go what for kind that of,
1: what kind of world would we what kind of world would we live in if we couldn't have the weird stuff like that exactly it, it'd be bland as hell
0: yeah it'd be super bland So, so with you, with you wanting to do that, I take it that you believe in like the cryptids and all that stuff.
1: I, I certainly, I certainly believe in the possibility of them. Okay. Uh, Bigfoot, Bigfoot's a bit out there, you know, I feel like we've been looking for a while and there's not enough concrete proof, Mm -hmm. but before, but we didn't always know where pandas were. We had proof of pandas at one point, but no one really believed they were real until we saw a panda.
0: True. So then are you a big like Loch Ness monster fan?
1: More of a Mothman person.
0: A Mothman, okay. Okay. I I, heard of I feel like Mothman
1: is one of those that Mothman's one of those that has um I feel like a bit more possibility of being real because it was in a select area and the people who saw it were like super trustworthy people.
0: Hmm. Let me look Mothman Sightings. I want to see if there's anything recent. History uh, 2016 is apparently the most recent one. Nice. Interesting. Yeah, I, I love the idea of the unknown because here's the thing. There's so much in this world that we don't know, right? You know, you, you take the ocean, for example, we can only go so deep before we lose light, before we lose the ability to go deeper because of um, uh, pressure, you know, like, so what's down there? I, I just think it's so cool that not knowing what's what's in the world or even in space, you know, if you want to get real big, uh, the idea of cryptids is just so cool.
1: Um, We know more about the surface of Mars than we do our own ocean.
0: I know, which is kind of scary if you think about it. Like, who's not mm-hmm. to say that, like, Godzilla is not just going to come out of the, the, uh, what is it? The Mariana Trench. I think that's what it's called off of Japan. You know, what's not to say he's just going to come out one day and then all of a sudden aliens are going to come, you know? Like, it's so, it's so weird to think that. Pacific Some, Rim real. Oh, yeah. Pacific Rim 100%. Who's to say that's not going to happen just because it's like, you know, a, a movie or something like that or like, oh, you know, people made it up? Who's to say that it's not real? Cause we don't know.
1: We, we just don't know. And, and, I'm, I'm a skeptic, but that mean that that isn't the way most skeptics say where they're just like, oh, I don't believe in anything. And you're going to have to give me like 15 big feet pole dancing right in front of me for me to (laughs) believe. I don't have proof that things are real, but lack of evidence isn't proof that they're not real.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. It's kind of that idea, you know, like. Well, I, I guess you said it well, and I can't try and say anything else. You know, the lack of evidence, like if you can't prove that it's not real, then it probably could be real, even though it might not, even though it might go against what we know to be, you know, life or what we know to be, you know, science. it That doesn't mean that it doesn't exist.
1: But that's how, and that's how science has always been. You know, we thought the, the sun revolved around the earth until we got new science.
0: Yep used to say that we're not just outdated in our scientific approach to things.
1: I've never seen France. Is France not real?
0: <laughs> I, I can assure you France is real. I've been there. It, it's not that great, to be honest. You're not missing out on much, but it it is real.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hear people piss in the street in Paris.
0: Um. So... <laughs> Not not the way that you would think. It's not like some dude just pulls over to the the gutter and takes a piss, right? Um, When I was in London, at least they had like public urinals where it's just like a, it's almost like um, think of it as like a porter potty, except it's just like a like a big old giant plastic thing where a dude can just walk up and take a piss if he needs to real quick. So I mean, they got that going on. So that's probably what they mean by pissing in the street. But I personally didn't experience anyone literally like bent over in the street you know, taking a leak or anything. I I didn't experience that.
1: The stories I heard were that don't walk in the puddles.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, don't, don't walk in the puddles. To be fair, Paris is a very dirty city, so there's no saying what you're stepping in. 100%. Uh, So with your disability, was it something that was, um, is it something that you, uh, were afflicted from from birth or is it something that like a injury happened you know during your lifetime to to give you this and then what is it if you don't mind me asking
1: well um it's kind of it's kind of both of those you know i'm autistic which is something you're born with mm-hmm. but then of course um life happens and you become a traumatized mess over a series of events mm-hmm Um, Other than the autism, I don't have anything professionally diagnosed. I've had one therapist say that I have many PTSD traits. Mm. I've had another agree with me that it could likely be borderline personality disorder. Mm. Um, I have a a lot of traits of OCD. It's just... Could really be anything other than autism, but you know, it doesn't super matter. It just, I just can't function in a way that would lead to a normal capitalistic lifestyle.
0: Mm. I think it's really good. Which I'm, Sorry, go ahead.
1: And, and I'm okay with it for the most part, except it just, I just wish it was easier. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it, I can only imagine the the struggle it might be. To, to kind of give you a little bit of um, history about my personal um, experience with autism, um, I, 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 I'm not on the spectrum at all, but I have one of my best friends is slightly uh, autistic. And I honestly didn't notice for such a long time. Uh, I knew that there was something different about him, but I didn't know that he actually had autism until one day he's like, yeah, did you know that? You know, I was like, no what are you talking about like you never told me that and I didn't want to assume because I didn't I, I wasn't sure if you know say, hey you know do you have autism I, I wasn't sure if that would hurt his feelings or anything so I didn't want to bring it up and not to mention it's not like you have to put a label on someone just because you know they might be different you know there, there's no point in putting a label on that but um, it, it's it's really good to be with people that realize that they have it That they have autism not not in a in a negative way but in an encouraging way because um at least in my experience with it with my buddy he um he does his best every day to try and i don't want to say overcome it because i'm not sure if that's possible um but he does a very good job at hey you know like i'm really sorry if this is you know uh uh, taken longer than whatever it is you know like he, he's very apologetic but I can see him wanting to rise above the occasion and I, and I see him um, doing his best to try and what he would consider n- being normal what you know like he, he's trying his best to do that not to say you know that he has to do that but it's really cool and it's really encouraging to see that he's not letting this disability um, this control him you know like he's doing his best to to, uh, you know, be quote unquote normal, even though I know that normal is not the correct term. Yeah. It's really, it's really cool to to see that. And so I, I say all of that to say, I, I'm, I'm very encouraged by hearing you say, you know, like, yes, I, I do have autism, but I'm aware of it and I know that I have it and I'm doing my best to try and overcome it. Because not only are you doing such a great job at it, I I just from the conversation that we had, I think you're doing an awesome job. You know, like I I never would have honestly guessed that you would have had autism. You know, just because of how the, some of the things that you like and your your mannerisms and stuff, I wouldn't have guessed that. I thought that you know maybe you just were nervous, <laughs> if anything.
1: I overcoming might not be the best word for it. You know, I've learned to live with it. You know, I've
0: yeah. With it One was of the best things
1: way. that autistic people can do and the people around us can do is if there's limits we have, um, it's, it, if we have something that the best we can do, isn't like quote normal, let us know that's enough. Cause sometimes we will be limited and sometimes we will be controlled by the way our brain was built yeah. to work. And you know, that's perfectly fine
0: yeah and and i want to and i do want to say this i'm sorry if what i said was um inconsiderate i I didn't mean overcoming was definitely the wrong word i just couldn't think of anything else uh to use and i didn't mean that in the negative
1: sense i am perfectly aware that not everyone has been in the autistic debate circles like i have you are perfectly fine yeah so so
0: i do want to say though if i do say anything that you're like oh you probably shouldn't say that please let me know so i can correct myself yeah but um no living with it uh like you said i it's really encouraging to see people like that um simply because of the fact that you know it it's awesome to see people coming you know living with what they have and not just letting it defeat them and that's encouraging to me because it helps me to see you know i can do you know something like not only are you uh um, living with this and being the best you, you're also encouraging those around you to be the best that they can be. And it's such an encouraging thing. And I love it so much.
1: Yeah. I always try my best to help the people that I love because, Oh God, I remember whenever I was first trying to get diagnosed, um, I was very, I was self-diagnosed at first and I was trying to get my parents to take me in for a professional diagnosis. And, mm-hmm. My mother did not believe that I was autistic whatsoever. Her exact words were, I think it's bullshit.
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: Now, guess whose mother is diagnosed with autism?
0: I would assume yours.
1: Yeah. (laughs) See, she thought it was me acting normal because that's how her and her father acted.
0: Oh, (laughs) Okay. Well, to, to be fair, in that defense...
1: It's normal.
0: Yeah, to be fair in that defense, though, I mean, um, autism and mental health really wasn't talked about until, you know, the last maybe 10 years. So I can, I yeah, can see I where know she's that. coming from. But, but, she, I,
1: but I can see where she's coming from, too. But I'm the one who did the research for yeah, from yeah.
0: On. yeah, for sure. No, for sure. For sure.
1: So, so... I've, I've Sorry. done a lot of research on that stuff. Uh, continue.
0: Uh, I was just going to ask, um, and, and this again might come off as brash, and I really don't mean it like that. Um, my buddy with uh, with his um, autism, he's he excels at numbers. He is just like a a, a math whiz. He's so good with numbers. Do you have uh, Do you have like a, a subject or something that you might excel in, and then what would also be maybe something that you feel like you really lack at?
1: I lack at numbers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, hey, numbers are the devil. So.
1: <laughs> I am a dumbass and I'm OK with this. I I was I was a gifted child growing up. And by gifted, I mean, I was autistic. I was undiagnosed autistic and just kind of peaked before everyone else did. Mm hmm. And when everyone else caught up to me, I really lagged behind and no one was willing to admit that I, I wasn't super intelligent.
0: Mm. I'm sorry.
1: And no one taught me how to study or do any kind of school stuff because I was just expected to keep knowing everything magically like I did when I was in third grade.
0: Oh Yeah, that's that's got to be rough.
1: Yeah, I, I cheated my way through high school, honestly. I mean, just be, just so I could pass.
0: Nah, I mean, I, I respect that simply because of the fact that if you're not getting the help that you yourself need, then what are you supposed to do? You're not just going to flunk out of school because you're I would I, I would assume you're not a dumb person. You know, you are definitely a smart person just from the from the bit that we've talked. I can hear the knowledge in you. It's just, you, you might have a different way. I just can't do
1: anything that schools want me to Yeah, exactly.
0: You just have a totally different way of learning than what the normalized school system is trying to teach you. That's all.
1: And it's very, and it's very hard for autistic people and people with ADHD to learn things that they're not interested in. You know, I personally can't learn shit (laughs) (laughs)
2: because like,
1: I don't, I don't want to learn about this. It's not that I'm purposely like, Oh, just not paying attention. I don't want to learn about it. I physically can't learn about it.
0: No, I get that. Do you you feel like you have certain things that you might excel at in terms of like understanding or something?
1: I have. From my experience, I'm very good in understanding people's emotions and being able to talk them up out of feeling bad. Mm, That's good it is something I do a little bit too much and it's gotten me in a uh, trouble in the past.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> huh. um, but I have, I have an incredibly high empathy. It is of course too high at points where I get upset when, you know, items aren't treated well. It, yeah. I can't get rid of uh, items easily. And if and when my favorite adventure zone character died i cried for two days straight
0: oh no <laughs> what's adventure and Zone? and
1: i barely um it's the adventure zone is like the biggest dungeons and Dra- dragons podcast there is
0: oh uh, okay hey I, I and, have... and
1: their second
0: sorry go ahead hmm?
1: in their second series, when Ned chicane died, N- Ned chicane's the character that um, led me to realizing my dream of having a mystery shack of my own. Mm. He's like everything I want to be. Mm. And he died. Oh no. Which as someone with very bad depression, who is also trans. That's not a nice thing to have. Yeah. <laughs> hey, right. I want to be this guy. And then he's dead. Like, oh. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, bro.
0: Yeah. It, speaking of Dungeons and Dragons, I, I've talked with um uh, a gentleman who hosts a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. It's called Starlight. Uh, if you're into Dungeons and Dragons, I encourage you to check that out. Simply because that of the fact funny. that it is pretty good. I'm not a big D&D fan. Uh, I, I never really got into it or anything. But I did listen to this podcast and started you know going through some of the episodes. It, it's
1: pretty good. I like hearing stories about it. I don't have the attention span to play it myself though. Yeah, I get that. Like oh God, remembering shit. <laughs> so
0: this is the big question that I'll ask you and then I got one more after this or two more after this and it's a little easier so you just bear with me. Um, you you just mentioned it earlier, you're trans, right? Yeah. So what's the how did that whole thing go about? you know, with maybe like the first time you thought about, Oh, you know, I want to go from uh, I male to female. A- am I correct in saying that? <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> well, want to no, assume. It's fine.
1: It's, I'm so happy you assume I'm male at birth.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to be disrespectful or rude. It's just, I, you're
1: not disrespectful. Okay. You're, you're not disrespectful. I'm, i'm very happy you assume i'm male at birth
0: is that good i am
1: <laughs> it feels good for me as a female at birth person
0: okay
2: okay
1: <laughs> i am i am non-binary i'm not a man or a woman i'm okay with being seen as a dude i i know i have a very high voice but it gets like this when i'm nervous
0: oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry it's, it's
1: fine it's fine i don't I, talking to you for the first time you know it yeah happens. of course
0: yeah uh so um um yeah so like how did that whole thing start like when when was the first time you realized oh you know you know i, I want to undergo this
2: um
1: i it's it's hard to super tell i was first conscious about knowing I was trans about six or seven years ago. Mm -hmm. I started seeing a lot of non-binary people, um, on the internet and I was like, oh, wow, this is so cool. I'm going to follow all these blogs for it and look at all these things for it because that's just so cool, man. I wish I was trans. That'd be so neat. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing though. If you're sitting there wishing you were a different gender, it's probably because you're a different gender.
0: Hmm. Is that
1: <laughs> if you're if, if if you're someone sitting there going, "Oh man, I wish I was a girl. That'd be so cool. It'd be like if you're doing that a whole lot, like a suspicious amount of a lot." Hmm.
0: So, so maybe would,
1: you're a girl.
0: So would would you say that maybe it's more of a. I'm trying to think of the right word to say. Um, would it be more of like a desire, or would it just kind of be something that you want to try? And, and I only ask it in this way because I've I've personally never thought about any of that before, so I'm just kind of curious if anything.
1: There, there's if you if if you look at people talking about how they knew, there's just a lot of different things people say. Um, for me personally, it's just, I know for a fact, I'm not a woman and I would just love if people could look at me and be like, yeah, that's not a man or a woman. That's just some kind of gremlin over there. We don't know what that is, but that's okay.
0: Hmm so then what would you what would you say to someone who might be like eh, and I'll say judgmental for lack of a better term, but what would you say to someone and let's just say you know you and I met on the street, and of course I wouldn't do this, but you know I'll just put myself in this situation What if you and I met on the street you know and I just started you know being super rude I'm like, come on, girl you know, and just like kind of being super not sexist um genderist is that is that uh is that a word but you know I, I was um, being kinda of disrespectful in that way, like kind of
1: disrespectful towards non binary people? I'll go with
0: that simply because of the fact that I'm not That's just transphobic. Sure. Transphobic. There we go. Transphobic. I was being super transphobic. What would you say to like someone on the street, you know, who who was doing that? You know, like how would that make you feel what I'd, kinda
1: I'd feel like I was about to be murdered and I'd try to get away or knock the shit out of you.
0: Okay. Well there you go.
1: the violence towards trans people is astounding my man
0: that is that is true
1: fight fight or flight (laughs) choose one
0: and i only ask that because i like i said i've never really been in that situation at all i've never at least come across anyone uh trans i've never had to I should say, I have you know to. I've never, com- yeah, exactly. I know I never communicated with one that I know of. And so I'm just kind of, you know, trying to understand that a little bit more. Cause the last thing I want to do is be rude, you know, you know, let's just yeah. say I walk over and, you know, Dave is standing. There. I'm like, hey, Dave, you know, what's going on, man? You know, or something. And you know, like I hear a, a different voice because they're going through. Is it a, is it a, I don't want to, is, is it a pill that you guys take or, or what's the, what's the process like? What, what do you do? Do you take like
1: injections? Um, well, well. If you're going for hormone therapy, like you're talking about, there are injections. I do believe there's pills for estrogen. I'm not sure about testosterone. Um, there is sometimes there's a cream you can use, uh, a patches.
0: A cream, like some sort of yeah, you like lotion. P-
1: you put it on your body. Yeah. Huh. Um, I hear the cream itches like hell. Um, I believe that I think the cheapest option is the needles.
0: Okay. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Um, but that's just for hormonal transition. There's different types of transitioning. Some people might want only social transition, um, you know, physical hormonal transition, like you were talking about, or with surgeries, um, some pe some people only change how they dress or something and might do like vocal training. Hmm.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that Legal there was
1: transition. Oh, being trans is a huge spectrum of experiences. I didn't
0: realize that. I honestly thought it was just like the, for example, you know, going to male to female, you know, you just got their dick off and then boom, you know, that's honestly what I thought it was. I didn't realize that there was so much into it.
1: Um, a lot of people, um, keep their original sex organs for a while so they can try to have their own biological child
0: Mm. because that's
1: important for a lot of people.
0: It's it's interesting that you say that because I'm actually going to be speaking with, um, uh, not, I'm, I'm rather sure he's not trans. I think he's just in a, um, um, uh, Goodness, um, a marriage where he's married to another guy and he's going to be talking about adoption. Wait, is is adoption pretty normalized in trans culture in terms of children? Um,
1: I don't really talk about children a lot. I'm okay, not a okay. fan of the thought of having children. Okay. No, that's most, of, most of the other trans people I know are like 22 or younger. So <laughs>
0: Okay. No, I get that. I was just curious if that was something that maybe was well known in the community that I just was unaware of.
1: You know, a lot of them would have to if they removed their their um, parts that allow for children. Yeah,
0: okay, I'm just just curious, but um, kind of circling back, I didn't realize that there's so many there there were so many different and I'll say this for like a better term, um, trans options on the spectrum, if you will. Uh, simply because you know, like you're there talking are- about social um, trans. Uh, you're talking about uh, people who will actually go through the surgeries, people who inject hormones. You know, it. I didn't realize that. That I, I, I honestly thought it was one. Or it was all of it or none of it.
1: There are so many options.
0: Hmm. So, so. Like I'm
1: only, per, I'm only, I'm only socially transitioned over the internet. Um, my mom knows I'm trans, but I, I didn't tell her my name yet. Mm-hmm. So I go by my birth name with her. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to start any hormones till I'm out of my grandma's house, and even then, I'm not going to tell my grandparents until they notice the effects of testosterone.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so like,
1: what's up? My voice is cracking.
0: Yeah. True true how how long is a is a normal process if you were to go the full shebang um a
1: normal pro like oh
0: i I, i'm sorry i shouldn't say process because that's that's probably disrespectful um you know let's just say you are you know you start as
1: process is fine i was just wondering what you were talking about oh
0: sorry i mean okay yeah then i'll say process process you know say from from square one to I don't want to say finished product. I'm sorry. I don't know the right terminology, but let's just say, you know, you go through the, the hormones and you go through all of that. How long would that take kind of to just go from start to finish, if you will?
1: I don't know. The transition photos I've seen last at least like five years, hmm. but that's just for testosterone. I don't see many estrogen photos.
0: Hmm. Okay. Tra-
1: trans men are more outspoken in groups online because you know men are men.
0: Be men. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Men be men. There we go.
1: <laughs> men be men. Yeah, 100%. don't matter if they're trans or cis.
0: <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. That's interesting. I, like I said, oh, I I knew nothing about this, so it, it's fascinating to hear about. Just because I, I, I'm curious, I like to learn. You know, I, I like to learn about.
1: I love Anything. learning about new types of people.
0: It's just it's like, oh
1: my god, a new experience, a, a new way humans can exist. <laughs> Sign me up.
0: <laughs> it's really, really cool. Speaking of really cool, I'm very curious about this uh, this big old giant trip series of trips that you have planned around. It, yeah, tell me a little bit about, about that, because when not and and I mean, no disrespect in transitioning from uh one to the next thing it's just i, I want to keep things rolling uh but tell me all about this stuff I, oh I, i'm all about transition I, bad <laughs> boom there you go I, that was a good one i didn't see that one. i didn't even mean for that one to go there you go boom i like that <laughs> that, that was that was gold that was prime i like it i like it <laughs> that was good uh but but tell me about this this trip that you say you have planned you know tell like where do you start where do you finish what do you see all this stuff
1: um it doesn't have to be all at once it's just these trips are trips i have to make at some points in my life and it's all about the beauty of the sky Mm -hmm. because it is just it's it's the sky is just outer space
2: hmm.
1: like that's all it is it's outer space that we see through a screen influenced by our own planet
0: Hmm, that's one way and
1: i want to see it and i want to see it in all the possible ways that it, it, it exists i live in you know a decent sized city the light pollu- so there's light pollution that resu- reduces the visibility of the sky mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i need to go one place that has zero light pollution which they do have in places where outer space telescopes are because that is that is the sky in its natural state and I think everyone has the right to see that. it's nah, beautiful. I need one trip to up north in Alaska or Canada whenever it's daytime for 24 hours straight. Like just spend a week there where it's daytime the whole time. Mm-hmm. Another trip there whenever it's nighttime the whole time because you can't just not have both. hmm I need to see the aurora borealis and the aurora australis because there's an aurora in Australia too. Yeah,
0: are those, um, oh, those are the northern lights. Okay. I just wanted to make yes. sure that.
1: And southern lights. Yeah.
0: Northern and southern lights. Yeah. That Not would a lot of so
1: people know about the southern lights. I didn't
0: realize that there were southern
1: lights. I hear the noise. Sorry, go ahead. I, I hear that they make noise. Hmm. And God, is that it? I, I feel like I had more on the list. I can't remember right now, but I just, I just want to see the sky. I, I've i been in an air, I've been in airplanes a couple of times and I love it. I hate airports.
0: Hmm.
1: Airports make me cry,
0: <laughs>
1: but being on the planes. Hmm
0: yeah i, I there is one plane I that was, i went i was please go ahead sorry
1: i was not a physical being invented to go over the clouds but i have and that's just something beautiful about the ingenuity of the human race
0: mm. it is something um there is i can't remember where i was i think i was Going to the Caribbean or something like that, and um, just the the height of the plane for whatever reason, we are so high. We were high enough to where you couldn't see. It, it was really hard to see blue in the sky because we were so close to being outside of the atmosphere. or Whatever it was like, you could see the black of space. It was so cool. Wow. And um, I, I think it's I think it's beautiful that you want to see this because here's the thing: a lot of people with travel they want to go and see the landmarks or they want to go and see the man-made structures. They don't care about the nature. They don't care about the trees. They don't care about the sky. They don't care about the ocean. They just want to see the man-made stuff. So it's really, really cool to hear you say that. I want to go see the sky. I want to be able to see the sky 24 hours a day just without any light pollution, just as natural as possible. And then I also want to see it, excuse me, uh, 24 hours a uh, night or completely pitch black for twenty four hours. I want to see that too and experience the stars and experience the lights. Like that's so interesting to me. It's so cool. It adds a whole new uh perspective to simply t- to travel.
1: And I, I I never was that big into nature because you know nature was always that thing you were punished with for playing too many video games.
0: Oh, I know, which can
1: definitely. Which can definitely influence how much you enjoy something when it's basically used as a punishment instead of the thing that you want to be doing. Mm -hmm. But I, I just, the vastness of the sky leads to an insignificance of an individual that is entirely freeing. Mm. like. It may be weird that I'm a goddamn furry, but what's it matter in the long term? Is it really that significant that it matters? No, I'm just going to be here. I collect clowns. I have a goddamn Joker poster on my wall. I have a mannequin right next to me. Mm -hmm. None of it matters in the long term of history, and I am free to do what I want.
0: Mm Mm-hmm yeah I agree with you why why try and for lack of a better term kink shame someone you know like that I think that's the best way to say it. <laughs> I think that's the best way to put it
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs>
0: I think that's the best way to put it because like you were saying there's there's no need to you know, hate on someone because they might like something or because they don't like something or because they want to experience something in a different way there's no reason to hate on them for that
1: I, I go on this philosophical tirade and you're like yeah let's not kink shame <laughs> I,
0: I felt like that was more appropriate in my it's head perfect. and then I said it it's out loud perfect. and I was like oh shoot no, that... it's perfect. <laughs> I'm glad you like it <laughs> That's so true, all right, what I wanna do hatch? I'm gonna ask you one more question and this is a this is a question I love to ask everyone that comes on um because as I have learned a lot, I feel like people um can always learn something from someone else. Uh, regardless of what it is they can always learn something and what i like to do is i like to ask this one last question because it's kind of like your chance to to say this is something that's really stuck with me through life or this is something that i've realized And it, it could be about something that we talked about or it could be it could be about nothing that we talked about but what would be like a saying or you know a piece of advice or something that you would like to to pass down to someone <sighs>
1: Well, here's a piece of advice I've learned within the past year. Um, well, no, that one might be a bit too sad for this.
0: Hmm. It's totally up to you. You can you can give two if you, if you feel like you really need to say two things.
2: <clears throat> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. I'll
0: tell you one right now about well, kink shame. <laughs>
1: Don't kink shame or I'll put the mannequin in your bed.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: <laughs> then we'll see who'll be kink shamed.
2: Oh, gosh. It's
1: probably still me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't think of any happy-sounding advice, so here's my depressing advice that is still incredibly important. If... If if you aren't telling your friends about stuff that your partner does because you'll because you're scared about how it'll seem to them, get out of that relationship. You know how it seems.
0: Yep. It's correct. Yep, that's good because I feel that a lot of <laughs> you know what I'm not going to add on to that because I feel like that that's perfect. I I have a bad habit of trying to add on. <laughs> I'm just going to let it be. So that that's some great advice. I like it. Awesome. It's
1: great advice I've learned over five and a half years. <laughs>
0: Hey, here's the thing, and I'll say this. Some people, they just don't learn until they see someone else go through it or they go through it themselves. So, you know, to say I've gone through it, man, it really, it it, will impact someone. That's for sure. It will impact someone. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hash, for doing this. I really do appreciate you for, for opening up and, you know, just kind of being yourself. That, that's what this is all about. You know, I, I love when people can be themselves and just kind of talk and chit chat, you know, not feel like they have to hide anything. So thank you for being so open. I, I, I really do appreciate that. It, w- it was really cool to, to talk about all these different subjects and, you know, to learn a lot. You know, I learned a lot about trans people. You know, I, I, that opened my mind i just didn't know so thank you so much for doing that i I do appreciate that
1: thanks for having me on here i don't um i don't usually feel comfortable talking about myself i always feel like oh i'm just making everything about me now Ah. but but, uh jokes on me this is about me exactly
0: this is 100 (laughs) percent about you yeah it's your episode hatch yeah and i can (laughs) use hatch right
1: yeah, that's my name.
0: Okay, gotcha. Just, I just wanted to make sure uh, because I wasn't sure if it was like an alias or something. Um, so I just wanted to make sure it's all.
1: Technically, it, it's the name I chose for me.
0: Oh, that's that's perfectly fine. I, I want you to be represented correctly. So.
1: It will be legal one day.
0: And I hope that that day is soon for you.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Awesome. Yeah, well, thank you again so much. I really do appreciate it. Um, I'll, I'll shoot you a discord message uh when i post your episode when it goes live um okay but yeah awesome thank you so much and thank you again for being so open it it really was a good time i i really enjoyed this conversation it was fun (laughs) thank you yeah all right have a have a great week and um you know enjoy the rest of your evening you too all right bye-bye That was cool thanks hatch for being so open that was fun see like here's the thing when you go into a conversation with someone you can tell sometimes when they're a little nervous you know you can tell them, uh, like uh, but here's the thing hatchers are so open about everything they're like yeah, you know like let's just have fun and that's what i like that thank you so much for doing that thank you for being so understanding and also thank you for forgiving me for my potential in a I'll say inappropriate, disrespectful talk. That's probably a better word, but thank you so much. I I had a great time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Across the Pond. If you feel that this was something that deserved your time, you really enjoyed it, or even if you really disliked it, please rate it however you see fit on whatever platform you're on. If you think you know someone that would love to be a guest on an episode, please send them my email address. That's across pod one at gmail.com. It's in the show notes. You can also connect with me on Twitter at Kingservant. That's k one ngservant I want to thank Mark for making the logo for me and for the Black Couch label and solo artist Ali H for making the music. And I want to thank you, the listener, for being here and giving this about an hour of your time. Really do appreciate it. Tune in next Sunday for another episode of Across the Pond.